Welcome to episode 45 of Justifying the F-Word. And the F-Word meaning your 40s and 50s. Yeah. Yeah. And living your best life therein because life does not end. Even though uh, you get in your 40s and 50s and somehow you become the uh, butt of every sitcom joke. And then for some reason... A teenager joke. Teenager joke. But like <laughs> I would also say... Uh, Every Disney channel. Yeah, every is this Disney because channel. we just talked about upstairs? You were like, I hate this show. It's too loud. Well, no, it was uh, Brosif, or our youngest was watching Lab Rats, and I was coming downstairs, and it was like, dun, 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 And I'm yeah. like, so loud. But like, every adult in those shows is treated like uh, just a bumbling buffoon. Like, they have no clue. So. Yeah. Maybe that's the impression that everybody has of us. Yeah, so that, I think that that was just on the top of your brain. <laughs> just right there. I'm no, like, I'm, wow, so, he's I'm diving in deep though. right off the bat. I'm serious, but I mean, even look at... Uh, Look at Modern Family. Look at look at anything. It's the it's the 40-year-old dude that's always the uh the 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 one that gets picked on. Maybe because it's okay to make fun of people in their 40s. They make fun of the the mom too. Okay. Yeah. The mom takes a beating. Yeah. Yeah. It, it don't feel like the but dudes I, are left. How did how do we give all these kids credit to make fun of us all I the don't time? Know. I guess they have too fragile self-esteem. Yeah, we we're like, uh <laughs> All of a sudden, can you imagine if they made a sitcom where they sat around and just made fun of all of the teenagers? Yeah, I, I don't think it would. It no, would, I, I, yeah, there, there, there'd be there'd be riots. So uh, as as the whirlwind continues, we did. I I would say we got a slight reprieve this week, but I feel nope. like it. Uh, maybe. Maybe our schedule hourly opened up a bit during the day, but nope, sure didn't. <laughs> I was like, nope, it, it didn't. Like we had back to school this week, and first week of school, we had our oldest start on Monday. So um, Monday, 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 and then our other two started on Wednesday, but it was a short day. And they didn't do this back in our day. Back in our day. Um, we went to school all day. We didn't have short days unless it was parent-teacher yeah, conference. And, the, and then you were well, like, oh I'd gosh. rather be there all day because my parents are coming into school and I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah, you just said parent-teacher conference. Yeah. And I just automatically felt like my dad was going to come home and sit me on the edge <laughs> of the bed and be the, like, the edge of the bed, uh, son. We, uh, son, we, we, we need to talk <laughs> about your grades. Uh. Yeah, and so I look at it and I'm I'm like, so where we live, I don't know if this is the norm now every Friday they have early out. So they're done like our middle school, um, our middle and middle schooler gets off at 1230. So it's like you get them on, you might go get a workout in and you're back home. And, um, that, yeah, that's every Friday. Yeah. But that was all of last week though. Right. And so our, our two younger kids had half days every day. That's why I'm saying there was no reprieve during the day. Um, because our oldest, we were running her back and forth uh, to school. We were, we were actually driving. Um, yeah, I wasn't running holding her because that'd be weird. <laughs> well, you are in training. So yeah. maybe, maybe I mean, that I was, was just like extra resistance. We talked about the importance. I mean, kind of like, okay, so stay with me here. This is a tangent. But when we lived in Vegas, I ran a boot camp program. 
And every once in a while, I would ask Quinn for ideas. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. And it was right around Halloween. And so it was the uh, trick or treat. But it was like they had to pull out their exercise and then complete it. And one of them. So you had a grab bag of exercises. Yes. To draw from. It was in a pumpkin. Like a so like a trick or treat pumpkin, yeah. and remember one of them that you had suggested was they had to run around the park at like five thirty in the morning with a pumpkin overhead, <laughs> and they had to run a mile like that, and they did it. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was like a pumpkin relay, wasn't it? Yeah, it was something crazy. But anyway, I was just thinking about that. But um. Yeah, anyway, uh, hopefully this week, this is where we get into the swing of things. They're in school all day besides Friday. So I, I am getting a slight uh, slight chuckle, slight humor on the wind of uh, homework coming out. So all three of them had something they had to do tonight, and all three of them, it was something relatively simple, and the world ended. Like yeah, it, it was. was like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but I, I will give them credit though i remember uh even especially through college like you'd have the best weekend ever and then about like five o'clock would hit on sunday yeah and you just knew your world ended yeah you knew you were screwed because you knew you had so much you actually had to get to but i feel like that as an adult and being a mom and what i would like to say is like the uh i i i uh I control the calendar. So you see every Sunday night that that calendar comes out and that's where kind of, it's like a take a big inhale, not the inhale, of disappointment. not the inhale of disappointment, but like the inhale of like, okay, ready, set, let's go. Like it, it's like we hit the ground Monday running and I mean, <laughs> it was like, we never stopped running, but like, Maybe we slowed down. I don't know. This last week seemed like we just high-fived in the hallway because I know you had extra shifts you had at work. Yeah, I worked two doubles on top of everything going on. and I, I, I was out of town. It was... Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then uh, Thursday night, we had... Um, so our youngest, Logan Brosif, um, his birthday today, actually today, um, but we had his friend's birthday party, which you might have listened to the last episode was he had already had a skateboard birthday party. So just so <laughs> you know, in, in our family, uh, and by all means, everybody does their own thing, but we, we really try and hype up uh, the birthdays. So we do usually we do a friend's birthday and then we always do a family birthday where the kids get to pick out like where they want to It's like to what dinner. they want for breakfast where, and we usually go out to eat. They get to pick where we get to go out to eat. And it's kind of like we always watch a movie and they get to pick. Yeah. Tonight we're watching the eighties uh, Pal Peralta search for animal chin, which has the original bones brigade. So if you're not into skateboarding, <laughs> it's like Tony Hawk and all his guys. It's a, uh, it's a movie where they chase around the mythical guy who started skateboarding. But anyway, he demands that his sisters watch it. So yeah. It and be. so we all have to go with it, but they get to pick their movie. But, um, and, but it is one of those that, you know, Quinn and I, we're, we're the game maker. And so there's, you know, we, we have balloons, everything. So we just kind of try to make it as big and, you know, but well, the now best. they're old enough that they're like, even, even like three days ago, my son was like, 
you better remember this special plate. Oh, it yeah. goes on the counter. And uh, and Logan's birthday fell today on a Sunday. And like he declared like Monday when we started talking about having his birthday and stuff. He goes, uh, just so you guys know, I do not want to go to church. On <laughs> He's my like, birthday. that is like my request. <laughs> and so we're like, all right, buddy. We're we like can, duly noted. Yeah. We can make that happen. But anyway, super, uh, super fun time. Uh, we had a big old throw down for him today. He got a rail for his skateboard and he's, he went down hard across it, but he's getting it. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, your brother hooked him up with like a, yeah, 80s, like seriously, like an eighties reissue, uh, Steve Cavallaro deck. So we set it up with a whole old school setup and, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So he had a, a great birthday. Yeah. It was fantastic. Uh, our middle daughter, Olivia, we're so proud of her. She had a mountain bike race this week. And so in Utah, uh, mountain biking's huge. So, Obviously, we got a lot of mountains, but the high school and junior high mountain bike program. And it's really cool. It reminds me of when I was a kid in cross country. Uh, it's you could either be a state champion or you could walk half the race. There was there was a team for you to be part of. And that's that's the fun thing I think about mountain biking is you have the ultra competitive. You have the kids that just want to get out there and they learn a new sport. And it's awesome. And she did great. Yeah. And it was it was crazy. Cause like, I mean, Friday, I mean, we're just adding on yeah, to the week. Friday I had to, I had to drop a guy off at the airport. Megan had a meeting. She had to be at. We had to send our daughter early and then with a neighbor. We drove up, grabbed everybody, got in the car, drove down. We were in stop and go traffic. And then by the time we got there. And it's a small town. And so I don't think they've seen that many people in like, if you accumulative for three years <laughs> and it was in one time. So we waited like two hours for our food, but uh, yeah, it was good. We weren't even there for, I would say like we were there for 14 hours and then back. So yeah, it was good. Well, speaking of mountain biking and this is uh, this, this whole idea has been on my nougat for a while. It's it, like, it's been on it. Yeah. I, I it's, it's almost like elf where he's like, there's one idea in particular that I'm really stoked about. <laughs> and that's that's the whole principle of momentum. And so if we're going to nerd out, we're going to talk about Newton's first law of motion. and uh, Or sometimes it's referred to as the law of inertia. Inertia. <laughs> so that is an object that stays at rest is going to, or an object at rest is going to stay at rest, right? But an object in motion stays in motion with the same speed in the same direction, unless acted upon by an unbalanced force. Okay. So why is this important? Because you're one with the force and the force is with you. I don't know. No, just kidding. All right. So in life, um, on one of my early morning walks, some mornings when I can't get to the gym because I have to be at different locations, the weather's still really nice. So I go for and an old man you walk. can't sleep in. Or when we were at the hotel room and I woke up at like 4.45 and I was like, oh no, oh no. I'm yeah, I was wake. like, if you wake anyone up. So I snuck out of the hotel room and literally walked all around town, like legitimately. Yeah. Because I had about two hours Tell everyone how to be everybody roosted. Um, But the whole reason why I want to bring this up is I really feel like every aspect of your life can be broken down into motion. So that can be relationships. That can be health. 
that can be exercise, or that can just be in general lifestyle. And what I think is so uh, introspective about all of this, if we compare it to uh, Newton's first law, is an object that stays an object at rest stays at rest. Okay, so let's look at a relationship for example. If you have your relationship and you're not doing anything to make it better, where are you going to get? Let's take nowhere. nowhere. Well, that was a really informative comment. I know. I was just I was giving really good like commentary. I thought you were asking. That I was would, that like, would that, nowhere. That, that's like uh, like puffy on a uh, on a. Uh, Notorious B.I.G. song where he's like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, nowhere, nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you guys are the whitest people ever. But no, the, the, the <laughs> yeah, Megan just gave a uh huh, uh huh. She was the P. Diddy to, uh-huh, uh-huh, to, to the uh-huh. biggie. You see, you see what I did there? Okay. Well, the same thing happens with your health, right? An object at rest stays at rest if you're not doing about it. Exercise or, or lifestyle. So first and foremost, um, we talk about motion and we talk about an object staying in motion unless it's acted upon by an unbalanced force. So Megan, what's something that could throw one of these off? We talked about these things not even starting yet, but let's say they're in motion. What's something that can throw them off? I definitely think it could be doubt. It could be, you know, lack of motivation, um, I mean, I think probably one of the biggest um, one for most people is fear of failure. And I think we all have that where, you know, you might be kind of moving along and then you just, you know, you have this fear and it kind of like puts it, you know, to a, a halt or it might slow down that momentum that you have going on. Yeah. And I, and I brought this up in earlier episodes, but, uh, I used to teach guitar and I taught three nights a week. And I remember I had old, I had a few older students and what I found interesting, you'd have a, I don't know, like a 10 year old and they get that guitar and they just want to bang on it. Right. They were all excited, all wanting to play. I thought it was bang on the drums all day. No. No, it's banging on the drum, banging on the bongos like a chimpanzee. No, it's, I don't, don't want to okay. work. Yes, yeah. there's that too. Okay, Sorry, that's I, the song. I, I, I went dire straits. I went full kiss. Yes. Yes. That's not kiss. Who is that? I don't know. How do you not know? I, I, it, it'll come to me. Okay, it will come like, yeah. it, I thought that was kiss. No, that's, I want to rock and roll all day. <gasps> yeah, you're and right. party every night. Yeah, okay. It'll come. Okay. <laughs> It was an 80s, I think, 80s song. Yeah. Wow, we are really... You can tell that we're like, mind is fried because we're <laughs> we, like, what? We honestly, we were, we, 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 were, we were working on this episode and we're like, okay, well, because today's still crazy busy and uh, we still have a bunch of stuff to get done tonight. And Megan's like, let's do it tomorrow. I'm like, uh, tomorrow night, we're going to Allison Chains. And she's like, well, Tuesday, I'm like, well, you guys are going to see Modest Mouse. I have a work dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or, or like, like, yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> let's go back. You're, you're, you're banging on the guitar. So what I'm saying is <laughs> thank you for recentering. Thank you. Okay. So you're banging on the, on the guitar and the kid just wants to play. And conversely, you have an adult, like say somebody in their F word years and they are consistently apologizing or feel stupid. And I really think that 
that unbalanced force, the thing that's going to throw off motion from them learning and getting good at it is the pure fact of fear of failure or fear of looking stupid. And I, it's so interesting. Like you, you see kids, right. And it's like, you know, Logan, our, our youngest Brosif, he's at that sweet spot where he wants to try everything. He doesn't care if he swings a golf club and misses the golf ball and falls on his face, he'll just get back up and do it again. Whereas an adult, if they do that, they're going to sit there and make it not make excuses, but oh, I'm so sorry, man. I'm terrible. Blah, blah, blah. Almost to the point to where they're derailing themselves. Well, and on that same note is years. I used to do speed and agility and conditioning training with youth. So you name the sport. I worked with them. I was the coach they came in that they didn't necessarily love because I was the one making them do everything to condition them. I, I do believe there was a group of teenage boys that started complaining and you did say, Hey, if my glove pox, I have uh, feminine hygiene yeah, products. No, I told him I said I had tampons. <laughs> from. But anyway, my point is, is I remember one time working with this younger group of like a soccer team or whatever. And there was this one kid on there. They were probably like eight and this kid, every time we were doing like these agility drills, so they were really quick and he would do something that he would like step over the line and he'd be like, I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I just was kind of like, dude, it's, it's okay. Like you're here to learn. And I just remember just kind of being like, this is so weird. And there was a point where one practice, I think, do you remember this? Yeah. Um, we were running a drill and his dad decided to come watch. And this little eight year, year old boy, it was football. It was a football team. And he was screaming at the kid, telling him every single thing that he was doing wrong. Everything. In these drills. So finally, like I went over and me being me, being feisty, I kind of was like, Hey dude, who are you paying to be the coach? And he's like, well, what do you mean? He's doing it wrong. And I was like, you know what? Like I'm working with them on that, but he can't, he can't even focus right now with you screaming at him. And I said, I'm kicking you out of my practice. Like I kicked his dad out and I told him, I'm like, I don't want you to come back because you're like derailing this kid. What I think is funny about that is, um, when we're talking about, once again, the law of motion, it's going to stay in motion unless acted upon by an unbalanced force. So you think conversely, if you have a kid that's really, he's learning from his failures. Well, and that's all he was hearing. All he was hearing. It, it so, was like other kids on the team. Like this kid had so much more natural talent than like 90% of the kids on his team. But the unbalanced force, it was a, it was his dad sitting in his ear being like, you suck. You did this. You did it. So that kid, it was that echo chamber and it was, it was derailing him. And the growth that that kid had taking that out and his dad was furious but I think in the end game, he saw how much growth his kid had um, just by taking that echo chamber out and stopped derailing him from that because he stopped apologizing. I was like, every time he apologized, I finally told him, I'm like, if you apologize, you're going to do burpees. I'm going to make you pay for apologizing to me because we do things wrong all the time. And I said, you learn from them. But if you apologize for it, then you're going to do burpees. I'm not going to make you do burpees for doing it wrong. 
as long as we're learning, you know, kind of deal. For sure. So why is momentum such an important topic? I mean, obviously everything we talk about is so crazy important, but uh, why is it such an important topic in our F word years? Like our forties and fifties, why is momentum more critical than anything else? Well, I, I think one of it uh, is the older we get, the less we like to learn new things or change our ways. You know, it's like we kind of are stuck in our ways a little bit. This, I think a lot of times we either derail ourselves, or there's so much fear of doing anything or stepping out slightly outside of our comfort zone. So we derail ourselves. I think a lot of times more so just just out of those same exact scenarios. So you think it's essentially coming up, basically getting over doubt and self-confidence. That's why it's important. Yeah. And that, and I think it could be self-doubt. It could be, you know, that you're listening to what other people think more than you, you know, and that is self-doubt is not listening and saying, okay, I know my worth. I know that I'm, you know, that this is worth taking that leap mm. to go. So my opinion on why I feel like this is so important in your F word years is I think the older you get, the harder and harder it gets to keep momentum. But I think oh, momentum I like that. is probably the most critical thing uh, that you can have in your 40s and 50s because I think it sets it up for your 60s and 70s. Because that unbalanced force, just like momentum is a force that the stronger, the faster you get going, like the harder it is to stop. But I also think the more that you that an object stays at rest, the harder it is to get going. And let's just say physicality, for example. Like if you're active all through your 40s and 50s, you're moving, you're active, you're in great health, that momentum is going to carry you into your 60s and 70s. You'll have the compound effect. The things that you're going to do at those ages are, are going to take you there. But conversely with that, you're keeping that level of activity and keeping that momentum and that foot on the gas is way harder than it is. Like our son, seriously, we got him a rail for his skateboard and we sat and watched him for like five hours today off and on. And then he's been out jumping on the trampoline. And then <laughs> when we left to come down here, he was on his ramps. Like that thing is in motion, but it's not hard to start, right? Yeah. It is absolutely in motion. I also think the other thing about why this is so important is when you look about when, when we talk about satisfaction in life, a lot of satisfaction in life just comes from accomplishment and comes from pressing on and moving forward. A lot of depression, a lot of uh, midlife crisis feelings, a lot of just uh, just overall non-contentment with life, I think comes from idleness and lack of movement. I agree. And so when we were talking about um, momentum is let's take your, your health, your fitness, because that's, like I said, we talk about that a lot, but you can apply this to relationships, to your job. You can anything across, but the hardest part, let's say you're looking here saying, man, I'm not happy with where I am in my fitness or my health. And I really want to take control of this. Like Quinn said is, you know, there's fear there. There's things of being like, okay, I'm stepping into a new thing. Well, I think it's no different than like 
every spring when you're like, I'm going to hop on my mountain bike. And you're like, dude, that first ride up is going to be terrible. Yeah. And so, but looking at it saying, man, I I'm in my forties, I'm maybe even fifties because I know a lot of people that started their fitness journey, even in their late fifties, because they're looking at saying, okay, what's my long-term goal is think of it like a train, right? Is a train, the hardest part is this is this thomas is this the no diesels? you know i hate thomas to train with a passion is like this, literally is I, this sir topham hat no, like kind of telling him no i could do a what, whole what what part of sodor okay stop <laughs> i could do a whole podcast hour on how much i dislike thomas to train but anyway is the hardest part is getting the train going right is because you're like, okay, like if that if that's in your fitness journey and you're like, I want to lose weight, it's trying to create consistency and finding that momentum. But just like a train, once it gets up and going and hits its speed, it's still working. It's not saying like, okay, baby, I'm on cruise control. Like they're still having to feed the machine, right? Well, I think a good example of this is, uh, you know, when you see like, Let's say Polar Express. Oh, dude, what is he's naming all like I hate Polar Express too. Yeah, I'm gonna sound like the biggest Scrooge on this one. I thought it was like two big things I hate. Okay, so <laughs> Yeah. So the point Screw be- you, Quinn Brown. It's not the first time I've yeah, heard that. Um, it usually has the F word behind yeah. it, and that's not forties and fifties. Yes, no, it's not. <laughs> unwarranted. Always unwarranted. Mm-hmm. But uh but it's like, for example, Megan and I have talked in past episodes how we're counting our macros. And it's like our first probably month of doing it, you know, you're like, I'm doing this, like I'm weighing out what I'm eating. I'm I'm trying to assess the amount of protein or carbohydrates that I'm putting in. Like, and you're doing it, and then you're looking in the mirror going, I'm not seeing much. It's like that train going, right? It's it's the classic. You know, if you're looking at like a steam train, the classic, like all the steam yeah. blows off. <laughs> zoom, zoom. And, and that's really the point you're in. Or let's say it's even like running where you're or biking, where you get out there and your first couple rides, you're just miserable or runs. But I will tell you, even like with the counting of the macros is all of a sudden one day you kind of go by the mirror and you're like, hey, now, okay. hey, Hey girl. Hey, hey, this didn't just make itself. Right. And all of a sudden you're winning. Right. And, um, the great thing about that is also once you're in motion, so going, uh, stay with me here. Okay. Okay. Cause I'm going to go back to Olivia. If you bring up Thomas to train, I'm going to punch you in the face. No, I'm not going to bring up Thomas to train. Okay. (laughs) So whiny. Anyway, go. Well, I'm trying to think of another really good train. Maybe 410 to Yuma. Which, do you know the guy that does the voice of Vecna was a skipper on Thomas the Train? He does the voice of Skipper. Really? Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Skipper was a... Skipper, you know, here's the deal. Oh, my... The thing I'm going to give about Skipper, he didn't choose sides. I didn't watch enough. It's so bad. Okay, I mean, I'm saying Skipper, he, he treated the diesels and he treated the coal engines the same. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Okay. So going back into mountain biking, right? Is so for a kid mountain biking, uh, you know, Olivia is our second daughter to do the mountain bike team. And with both of my girls 
and my son to this degree, when I'm teaching them how to mountain bike, what they don't understand is let's say you get riding and you come across a really rocky section where let's say it's four to six inch rocks. And what kids don't realize is the faster they go, their bike is designed. So the faster and more momentum that they have carrying into say like a rock garden, they're going to rip through it. They'll just bounce through it and then they'll be good to go. Yet what a kid's natural instinct is, is to slow down their momentum. And the interesting thing is if their momentum is slow enough, they, it, they're not carrying enough speed to get through the rock. So they'll hit the rock and it'll throw them right off their bike. So someone could come through there at a decent tick and rip right through it. Someone could get cautious, drop their momentum. They drop their momentum and that rock that you should be able to, your bike is designed to gobble right up. It knocks you off and you go straight over your handlebars. And that's just like life. You know, it's um, when that momentum's going, like Megan was talking about with the train, when it's really struggling, sometimes if there's something in the way, it can, or let's say counting macros, right? Are we talking about Batman? Yes. Something in the, no. Just kidding. Please don't sing right now. Megan's got smelly cat <laughs> voice. And uh, yeah, Quinn just asked me, he's like, don't sing. <laughs> She's been on this kick of wanting to sing. And it's like, <sighs> I know. I, mean, I, I was singing Harry Styles earlier and everyone was like, don't sing. We're like, can you, can you please go do that in the other please. room? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but the, the interesting thing is, is I really feel as if, if you're not, if when you're starting, those little things can really derail you. But when you have momentum, you can just blow right through them. So Megan, what are, what are some little things like in our F word years that are going to throw us off? Um, well, wow. Where do I start? Um, I think part of it could just be how busy you are. Yeah. I was just going to say schedule. Yeah. You know, and I mean, we've talked about time and I think that time is, we, we've said it time and time again, get it time and time again. I was just going to yeah. say, see what you did there? Um, is, it is the greatest currency that we have because we have little of it. And so I think that is one that a lot of times you will start cutting things out because of time. But if you have the momentum going, right, let's say like it's your fitness journey and you haven't worked out ever or getting back into it. And I had surgery in October and believe me, I tell everybody this all the time. It has been like a Paul Abdul song. It's been three steps forward, two steps back. This whole entire process, um, I'm coming up on uh, right now, I'm at 10 months, 10 months, yeah. And so, um, but I'm moving forward. And one thing to remember about like the train, right? And I remember this because I took driver's ed. Okay. So if you remember in driver's ed, um, I remember having to watch like the terrifying train videos. Do you remember these? <laughs> like highway of blood. Yes. And, yeah. Like I was like, oh my gosh. But I remember that it showed that it was like, and still to this day, like Quinn, we were like right at a stop. Wait, hold on. It just came to me. What? Todd Rudgren. Oh, he's yeah. the one who's saying that I don't want to work. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. That anyway, was a deep dive. That was a deep dive. But anyway, is even still to this day, like Quinn, we were like driving down to the mountain bike race and he was like right by the railroad track. And I had to like sit up and be like, he's not on it. Right. Because I remember it takes a mile for a train to slow down. Mm. Like I remember this from 
15 years old. Are they, we talking like the diesels or like Thomas? I don't the even smokers? care which ones they are. <laughs> but anyway, is I remember they were saying, you know, if you're on the railroad track and a train comes, like it's a mile for him to slow down. So think about it is once you get it, you're going to have bumps in the road. Right. You're going to have weeks that you're like, thanks a lot, COVID. Yeah. Where you might get sick. You might have the two steps back where you're like, okay, well, I'm moving forward, but now I kind of slightly move backwards, but you still have momentum. It might not be as fast as you want, but it's going to take a lot once you're up moving at a consistent speed to totally lose all momentum. Just like the train is to hit the brakes, it's like, it's got to take a lot. You've got to shut it completely down. So look at it. If we're looking at fitness, it's relationships. One, yeah. If it's one of those, like, it, it's not like zero, like tap the brakes and it's over. It's one that you're like, you hit a bump in your relationship. It's okay. Well, we hit a bump. How can I get this momentum back where it was at? Well, I think what stops momentum or derails it. Uh, more so than anything else is we are definitely people putting pennies on the railroad track. No, that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I think what stops it is we are a society of instant gratification. So it's like you work out, let's say you count your macros for two weeks and you're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't lose 10 pounds. And then you're depressed about it. Or you're like, Oh my gosh, we went on two dates and our relationship isn't better. You know, it really, you know, we've talked about um, consistency a lot in this podcast, and we've talked a lot about habit forming. We've talked a lot about uh, just the compound effect of how one thing builds on itself. And that is something. So anybody who's feeling discouraged listening to this going like, oh, my gosh, I just can't get momentum. Understand that it is something that you really it's, it is a, it is time, right? Like if you've ever, I, I know we've talked about this before, but if you've ever built a snowball, like, and made a giant snowman is taking in, like actually getting that first, like little bit of snow is the hardest part. Yeah. Well, depending on what type of snow, especially if it's powdery dry. Yeah, That's snow. what I'm saying. Great to ski and snowboard through. Yeah. I was going to so say if it's, if it's a wetter snow, it's a little bit easier. I remember one time we got so much snow out here. It was like three feet and one dump and the kids, and it was super light. Like, and people talk about Utah having the greatest snow on earth. And what you have to understand is when it's really light, it's such a dry snow that it's almost like flour it doesn't stick together. Like it, it, is just, it doesn't like if you're skiing, you can be chest deep and it's just blowing over you. Like, like, yeah. and you're it's just magical. You're not struggling at all where when it's wet, it's like super wet, sticky, and it's like concrete that you're pushing through. So it is, it's that same premise though, of you've got to start. And that sometimes I feel like is the scariest thing that we do. So how do we start? Like, you know, if you're, if, if, if you're listening out there going, well, I just can't get it together. Or, um, if you're feeling discouraged, Megan, what are ways that you can start your momentum? What are ways that if you've been idle, let's say you've been idle for most of your life in certain regards, like what is the, what do you think the secret sauce to starting is? Um, I, I think first and foremost, and I know that this sounds like the easy answer is, 
set one small goal. And it, 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 the thing is with the goal is make it so that it is attainable. Meaning that if you, and, and I fail at this all the time, Quinn has to put me in check because I'll be like, okay, I'm going to start the train tomorrow. And, and the train's going to be going 10,000 miles per hour in a week. And Quinn's like, Hey, now baby steps to get to your goal. So looking at it, let's say you've never worked out, right? Is don't say by Friday, I'm going to be running. Or be bikini ready. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's one of those of saying, okay, I am going to do it is set a goal that you know that you're going to hit and maybe you're going to crush it to the point where you're going to. But if you set a goal that's so unattainable, you're going to end up that next Sunday night feeling defeated and being like, why do I even try? So maybe it's setting a goal of saying, I'm going to get out and I'm going to walk for 20 minutes a day for four three, four days this week. Well, and I know we've talked about atomic habits before in this podcast, but one of the things, stories I love in atomic habits is just what Megan was talking about. There was somebody who wanted to get active and their first step was just coming home from work, changing into the workout clothes and putting their running shoes on. It wasn't even running. It was yeah. just getting in the habit of. Well, and I know this is crazy, but there's days that are crazy and I, I am one of those moms that my kids at one point were like, can you please, if you have to come to school, do not come in your workout clothes. But I am one that I'm like, I will put my workout clothes on, even if I'm like, okay, I have to go around this errand, this errand, and this errand, because I'm like, I'm all ready to go. Like I, I've taken that excuse out of it in the sense where I'm like, okay, well, I already have my running shoes on. Like I am ready to hit the ground and go. Well, I know when I, when I started going to the gym, kind of along that same regard is I, uh, I would pack my backpack or as Logan used to say, pack, pack. Yeah. I would pack my backpack, uh, with all my work clothes in it and I would put it out in my truck. So I knew that if I slept in and I didn't go, and then I'd also we like by our jetted tub or whatever in our bathroom, I would put my running shoes, a pair of shorts, my unmentionables and the shirt I was going to wear out there. So everything was laid out. So there was no excuse. So I knew that if I slept in, I'd have to go out to my truck and unpack my backpack and just the psychological steps of preparing myself. So that momentum stayed really was what locked me in. Cause there were mornings when I was getting things going that the last thing I wanted to do was go. But then I was like, man, I don't want to go all the way out to my truck is the middle of winter and like grab that backpack out of there and have to have the shame, the shame, <laughs> the shame of unpacking it. And, uh, and so, you know, a lot of it is when, when we get older and in our F word years, we also, because we have a little bit more money, because we have a little bit more time, because we have a little bit more flexibility, it's also easier to be lazy, right? Because yeah. it's like, well, now I have a little, t doesn't feel like I have time right now, but you know, now I have a little bit of time, so I'm going to be idle. And then all of a sudden you come up with a thousand excuses as to why. Yeah. And I think taking that, like if it's with relationships, right, is if it's something that you want to work on is it's it's just like fitness. It could be like getting a promotion at work or advancing at work is just saying it isn't going to do anything. 
It's not going to start the train. It's not going to start moving until you set a goal. So if it's like with a relationship, it could be maybe even where you're like, man, I need to make more friends. I need to have more people part of my tribe. Change your lifestyle. What are you going to do? So if it's like, hey, I'm struggling with this relationship with my spouse or my partner is you need to schedule stuff. You need to make it a priority. And I think a lot of times it comes down to how much are you making these things a priority? You might want it. You might want to lose weight, right? You might want to get along with your spouse better. You might want to be better at your job, but wanting does nothing Mm. without action. So what are you going to do? If you want to have a better relationship with your partner, make a plan, plan a trip or say, Hey, Friday night, we're going out. Plan on that, right? That is a plan. Well, I I can remember back when we lived in Las Vegas and I was getting on an airplane yeah, once a week and, you know, traveling. Leave. <laughs> okay, Just John, kidding. stop singing, John Denver. <laughs> With my deep voice. John Denver's full of shiz. Uh, no, but... Uh, I was leaving all the time and I just, I was crazy busy. We had just started having kids. So I really probably wasn't that busy, but in my mind I was. And I remember talking to Megan and uh, I may have been getting a little soft and she was giving me some motivation. And I just said, I don't have time. She goes, you always have the morning. And I was like, that's going to hurt. Right? No, you fought me on it for a long time. And because you were like, I can't do it. And I feel bad at night. And I was like, Get up early. Yeah. But my, my point being, though, is I, you're right. I'm wrong. You're well, good and, looking. And, and I will ugly. say this. All across the board, there are fit people in gyms and workout facilities. But I've worked in them for years and years and years. I mean, I'm going on 17 years plus of working in marketing in some facet. I will tell you, if you want to see some of the most fit people... They are people that are there early in the morning. There's a correlation. Well, but then the reason why I bring up that early morning and that conversation where I was reprimanded (laughs) by, by my beautiful wife is the fact that I wanted to come up with every excuse because I knew it was going to be hard. And I think when we talk about how do we start things, how do we start things in motion in our F word years? Everything that's worth it sucks to a degree. You know, if you're learning how to play guitar, your fingers are going to hurt, you know. But, you, but that's the train starting. Yeah, that's the train starting. Once, once you've gotten the train up and going and you're like, it's just like starting to run. You're so sore for a while. And then you're like, okay, now, now I, I'm, I'm grooving, you know. So we did mention that it does suck, right? Starting something new or what have you. But there's also a lot of... Uh, fulfillment. I know we mentioned in last week's episode how sometimes we've kind of like knocked off a lot of our new things. So it's important to find contentment in the things that we do, but also sometimes there's still a lot of new stuff. It's like, so during COVID and let's just say Logan has gotten to the age where it's possible, but I really wanted to take Logan elk hunting, right? Oh, I thought we were going to talk about diamond art. No. Because diamond art, whew, that is something new day. too. Megan had to go to the chiropractor because she jacked her back up. Well, doing I think diamond both art. time I've done yeah. diamond art, yeah. If you don't know what diamond art is, Google it. It's like paint by numbers with little plastic. It's jewels. like my old woman thing. Yeah, and Megan is like Olympic. I know. I feel like I could compete. You could. You really could. That and Tetris. Yes. 
maybe not right now, but I could get back that momentum. Yeah, you could get back yeah. that momentum. But the thing that I wanted to bring up is I took hunter safety, which mainly is like 12 year old kids. So I had to take this class because I never <laughs> did it. You with, have to tell them about the yeah, Zoom call. Yeah. I never did it with my dad. And it was something I always wanted to do. And so in order, if you guys are unaware, in order to get a, a hunting license, like a, a permit to go deer hunting or out here elk hunting or bird hunting or whatever, you have to pass your hunter safety. So I took it, but I took it with a bunch of 12-year-olds. And it was during COVID. So I did most of it online. And then we had to do this Zoom call. And it was me and like 15, like 10 to 14-year-old kids and didn't you say there was a kid like in pajamas, oh, they were, like, they were like laying around. in bed, flopping around, like arms flung over the back of the chair. <laughs> and I've been broken, right? Like I could sit through anything. I, I've I've learned that like the the art of Taoism of being able just to like I could sit through the most boring presentation all day long and just get my mind to go somewhere else <laughs> so like, I could entertain myself. Kind, anyway. kind of like kind of like um our hotel room we stayed on friday night poor logan he's number five right so usually we have it where we bring blankets and whatever and there's at least carpet and we make him a mock bed and it was wood floors (laughs) so like we're all like we turn off the lights and all of a sudden logan's like my back already hurts. And we're like, just wait till it goes numb. <laughs> like it'll go numb, buddy. You'll it'll go numb. <laughs> anyway, that that's you during meetings. Yeah. Yeah. But so, but my point that I want to bring up is I did something new. I got momentum and I learned and it was so fulfilling. Like it was so fulfilling to learn and accomplish something new. And I, uh, I ran into a longtime friend that I hadn't seen in quite a few years and he got his pilot's license and I just asked him, I go, oh, how hard was it? And all of that. He goes, you know what? He's like, it, it was a lot of studying, but he's like, I loved it. I just love learning something new, like getting that momentum going to open up something new in your life, I think is it's everything. And I also think that, you know, we, and we, we beat this down a lot on trying to avoid a midlife crisis, but just keeping keeping momentum rolling and not going stagnant is, is everything. And I, and a huge way to keep momentum going is like, let's say for example, you've always ran, well, try and pick up cycling, do a triathlon, do something totally new. And you'll be shocked. Like Megan and I did a few triathlons a few years ago and uh, we got into open water swims and I loved them. It was like, yeah. And that's where I am. I am not a water lover and that's why people are like, Oh, I could never do one. And I'm like, if I can swim, anyone can swim. You can do, if you can dodge a wrench, if you can dodge a wrench, you you can can dodge dodge anything. anything. Okay. So, um, we've talked about like doubt. We've talked about fear of starting the train. Uh, it's mind killer. How do we, how do we start the train when we feel like the train's not working? Get on the train. Choo choo! <laughs> how, oh wait, wait, what was the question? I, I, well, I was saying, how do we start the train when we feel like the train's not working? So let's say, let's say, like, like you talked about with your fitness journey, you feel like you just keep getting derailed. Like, what, what would, what advice would you give to somebody if you feel like, hey, this just is not working? I, I think you can't get the momentum. I think, as far as the last ten months has taught me, is is reevaluate that goal, right? 
is I admitted right off the bat that sometimes I'm like a little overzealous in it. And so coming back and being like, okay, I was trying to bite off way too much. Yeah, you, you may have had the Olympic trials almost written in your... <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm that way because I love to have goals. And it's been a hard year in the sense that like my mind, it's just like Christine, Chris, Christina Aguilera, but got a little different. My mind's saying yes, but my body's saying no. No, 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 no. You got that. <laughs> you are not the genie in the bottle rubbing, oh, no. what is rubbing it? me She's... the right way. It's... Yeah. It's my mind saying no, but my body saying And let's let go. go. I'm saying it was the opposite. <laughs> anyway, I was my saying. My mind saying no. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, you do know the whole thing. But anyway, is I would say is sit down, reevaluate your goal. Again, it, it your goal, you want it to be slightly challenging. You want to get outside your comfort zone, but make it so you are successful. Okay. So when I started back, I remember, you know, I'm usually six, seven day a week person would work out. I had to be okay with three days a week because my body just was so weak and I needed time to recover. And that was hard for me to be like, well, I, and I just remember just being like, I'm not successful. I'm not successful because I'm not, you know, and then I had to finally be like, I have to work up to that. Okay, now I, I'm up to four days, you know, in this. And so reevaluate that goal and say, okay, I'm going to make it so that I'm going to be successful. Maybe it might take a little bit longer to get to that full momentum, but you're going to get there if you set like realistic goals. For sure. And I think even uh, having greenfielded three different territories for work and gone in and built sales territories. The hardest thing in doing that is you go from one territory that's totally, we talk about building the snowball, right? And, and it's rolling. You've got that thing built up huge. It's rolling on itself. You know, your phone just blows up and you're, you're not putting in nearly the effort that you did at the very initial part of like the blood, sweat and tears. It's a different kind of effort to, uh, to get it going. But then you move to a new territory and you assume overnight, Hey, th this should just happen. And being realistic and saying, okay, it's, I would tell anybody in like sales or whatever, if you're opening it up a new territory, even if you've been excess, successful in your past, give yourself at least two years to get that train rolling, right? It's going to, it's going to be hard. You'll be on your A game, but people also have to learn what your A game is. And it takes a lot of effort to get off the ground. It's just not easy. Right. But yeah. And I remember I was talking to, uh, one of our friends and I was like, 2023 is going to be my year. And he was like, well, why isn't it right now? And I was like, cause I'm giving myself a grace period, like to build, like, and I, that's what I said to him. I was like to build my momentum, but I'm going to, I'm coming into 2023 looking at that as my realistic goal where Coming you, in hot, Carl. Coming in hot. <laughs> but you know, usually I'd be like, Quinn, I'm doing this race, this race, this race is I am not even that's not even on my radar right now because I'm like, I want to get strong. I want to get healthy. And I remember I went into a workout and I am, you know, I'm a little competitive and there was someone uh, <laughs> a little bit. Megan's not even allowed to bet anymore. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And one of the girls in class knows that I'm super competitive and she got off the treadmill and was like, all right, you got to hit this distance. Like you got to hit it. And I just look at her and I was like, my goal today is to not get hurt. 
And I said, I don't care about my distance. Like I, I, I've almost had to like take a step back. Cause I am literally like Marty McFly. Call me chicken. Okay. You know? <laughs> we need to assess that that is not in the first movie. That's so funny because like the first back to the future. Yeah. It's not in it. Right. They, yeah. They, there's none of this. And then the second one, like he's got this like, um, aversion to poultry yeah. So someone refers to him as, as a, a as a de-evolved dinosaur. Yeah. That he's gonna like he loses his absolute marbles. And you're <laughs> like, where where did this come from? Come on, writers, you guys yeah. are better than that. Yeah. So, um, how about call me? You almost hooked up with your mom in the yeah, first that's one. Weird. Yeah, totally weird. That's weird. Totally Freudian. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm oh, sorry. Go back. A, go back no, no, no. Like I said, is just, that's my story of kind of looking at it of, I kind of had to change my whole thought process and looking at it saying, okay, I'm giving myself that time. Well, you're, you're also allowing yourself to appreciate the small victories as opposed to always looking, you know, we've talked about finish lines. We've talked about, we've talked about this a lot, but the point is of actually identifying, Hey, like you came home from a workout once and said it clicked. Yeah. I remember I came back and it just felt horrible to work out. I will tell you guys that coming back is even after I had my babies, I have never felt so horrible coming back. I was one of those people who was able to work out the whole time. And this was where coming back, I was like, I'm starting from ground zero and it clicked. And so, um, but look at it, the non-scale victories in your life. And, and I know we bring it back to fitness, but you might not see it on that scale. You might've started the process is screw the scale, screw it. Like look at it and say, okay, I put on my pants today and they're not squeezing when I sit down and leave that huge crease across my stomach, or I can't feel the third roll on my stomach or my legs aren't rubbing as bad. Or, or even like if you're counting your macros, it's like, I did it today. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is non-scale victories. I'm not saying to not ever weigh yourself, but with clients, I tell them like once a month to weigh themselves and not even to matter as much as how you feel in your own skin. So, uh, Megan, that's money. Okay. Sometimes you're blowing along pretty good. Right. And, uh, you know, the whole crab bucket analogy happens where other people try and derail you. Like you could have friends, you could have even family. They can lay themselves across the track. Let's say you're really jamming in your career and there's jealousy. What do you do? What would you say you do here, Peter? <laughs> um, what, what what would you try and what would you do when others derail you? Like, how would you react when others try and derail you? It's like I get all the time, and this isn't anybody trying to derail, but they're like, "That's absolutely stupid! I can't believe you get up that early." Blah 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 blah. blah. Let's go to the gym, or I, I could never do that, or or and I know you've had it where people have said like, "Well." I would exercise too, but I love my children. Yeah. Or I've even had people be like, Ooh, you look so skinny, you know, like just weird stuff like that. And it's hard. It's hard not to listen to those, those comments. But the thing is, is focus on how you feel. How did you feel before that comment? Were you on a good trajectory? You know, were you feeling good in your skin? You know, um, and if that answer is yes, look at that and just be like, you know what? That's what matters. Like this comment over here, it, it, it has nothing to do 
with what is going to keep the train rolling, the momentum of reaching my goal. Well, if you read the four agreements, you also know that they talk about that exact same thing that you just brought up in there is why do you, should you let that? Are you going to read it? I said I would. <laughs> it took you nine months. No, almost a year to read my book. So I have almost a few months. Uh, but anyway, the, one of the big things they talk about is the whole point in there is why are you letting somebody else's opinion affect something that's important to you that you've decided to do? And Megan and I talk about this all the time because like, I can be up gigging with my band. And let's say I've got an audience that's enjoying the show. They're having a great time. And one person comes up and goes and says something negative, it almost feels like it's instead of a penny on the railroad track, it's a boulder on the railroad track of momentum. And Megan can tell you the same thing from teaching classes. If she can teach a class, be on a total high, one person comes and throws in the derailment comment, and it it devalidates almost everything she did and throws her off for the rest of her classes. Yeah, I I mean, it's happened time and time again, where... Again, you have to look at it. And and I mean, I think we're all human. We're spend a second and be like, is there validity in this? Like, you know, as far as me being a coach, sometimes I look at it and I was like, okay, there's a lesson to be learned so I can be better at my trait, right? Like, I think looking at it saying, okay, this, this person had no reason, you know, of saying this, but I think you got to reach in and find your, your worth. And then also you're focused on your goal. And unfortunately I will say there are people along the way that just do not, maybe it's that they don't understand. Maybe it's that it makes them uncomfortable. Jealousy. Jealousy. I don't know. I don't have the exact answer, but the thing is, is if you sit there and spend your time getting derailed time and time again from those comments, you are never going to find the happiness that you deserve because you're going to be finding your happiness in these people that want to drag you down no matter what. This kind of reminds me about the time that I got my first longboard and we decided to, we, we, uh, we decided this is longboard skateboarding and we got it and we started on some small hills and small hills (laughs) and and went bigger hills, bigger hills. And also we found one of the biggest hills we could find besides going up in the mountains. And I was having just a, just a delightful time cruising down that hill till I got speed wobbles and flew off and flew through a cinder block wall and broke my ribs. But the point is that cinder block wall, I had great momentum. I was moving right along just fine. And I let, (laughs) unfortunately I let that cinder block wall derail me. And I think a lot of times in life, like Megan was saying, there's times that we allow other people's opinions to dictate our own happiness. Like I, I think I may have mentioned, I don't, I think I did. I mentioned about how I wanted to go into the air force and I let my friends talk me out of it. Right. And I let somebody else derail my momentum of where I wanted to go. Or let's say you're an adult and you decide to go back to school in your forties and people are like, that's crazy. You're insane. Well, and I think part of that midlife crisis, I think a lot of times comes from a point where I don't know if it's boredom or just 
not feeling content in your life because you are listening to that echo chamber of what people are saying. Mm. And you're letting them derail your mind. You're momentum. letting them dictate every turn that you take. So you, in a way, you almost feel trapped because you're like, uh, you, do you know what I mean? Or like you're almost, not. Would you say almost you can't even start the train without getting permission? Yeah. It's almost like you're told like, this is your prescribed you know, speed limit, you're going, you know, this and this and this. And mm. so I think there's a point where you're just like, uh, I don't know, like what's life about. And I think that's where I think in your, your forties, I had a friend tell me once, she's like, the great thing about your forties, she's like, you'll turn 40 and it's almost like you'll stop caring what everyone in the world thinks. I mean, to a point we all do, but you stop to find your happiness, you have to stop listening to everyone telling you to stop getting on the train. You got to find what your path is to make you happy. So it's like almost like Polar Express where the no, kid, where the it's kid, never Polar Express. Never, kid, never, 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 never. Didn't want to get on the train and then he ran and then caught the train. Yeah, guys, I could give a whole nother <laughs> podcast on my hatred of the Polar Express movie. I could, but anyway, long story short is. Yes, it's human nature to listen to what people say and it can really bum you out. But like I tell my kids when they they'll get in the car and they'll start talking about people and definitely doing this podcast and, you know, being 45 episodes in is you're not 45. I'm not. But (laughs) 45 episodes in is really been eye opening of you know, what we talk about. And so I tell my kids all the time, they'll say, Oh, this person, this person. And I'll say to them, does that affect you? What they're doing over here, their decision that they made, are they harming someone? Well, no. Okay. Well, why does it matter if they want to, you know, dress a certain way or they want to join a club or whatever it might be. How does that affect you? I thought you were going to say join a gang. I was like, well, no, no, no. But I'm talking about, you know, just being at school being like, well, that's different. And they're doing this. I'm like, how does that affect you? And they're like, well, it doesn't. I'm like, do you think it makes them happy? And they're like, well, maybe. And they'll be like, then support them. And I think that there is a lot of that lacking in this world is, I think a lot of it is people just don't understand. So if it's anything that's uncomfortable, they're like, why would someone do that? Or outside of, like I said, outside of your value system, or yeah. what you do, it's if it's outside of that, then all of a sudden you're uncomfortable. That person is not. So why are you trying to make that person uncomfortable for what they want to yeah, do? Yeah. So, I mean, this is maybe just a random story, but Um, Quinn and I, we talked about a few weeks ago, how we went to Rob Zombie, right? And that being- Is this when the guy wanted to beat me up for wearing my fluorescent yellow? No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, someone did. But anyway, is we, um, in our town, there is like one gas station and the people that work there, you know, definitely- It's an eclectic crowd. Yes. And usually you go in there and I took my oldest in one day and it's always a little like, you're like, uh, do I talk to the people- And, you know, because of the podcast, I, you know, I've been really trying to be cognizant of everywhere I go, just be like, Hey, how are you going? And I went up and I'm like, how's your day going? He's like, man, my day could not be any better because I had the best night ever. And I was like, Hey, you know, this guy could not have been more opposite than me. 
I've been in this gas station, never talked to him, and I looked at him. And I'm Megan's like, rolling in in her Lululemon. Yeah, with I her am high wearing pony. <laughs> high pony, you know, makeup done, you know, all of this. And I was like, dude, were you at Rob Zombie last <laughs> night? And he's like, yeah. And so I sat there for ten minutes talking about the concert, and I get in the car, and our oldest just goes, "That was amazing. That is something I never expected." to see was a dude like that. There's this metal head and my Lululemon mom. And I was like, but you know what? I was like, I'm not as hardcore into that as he is, but I love talking to him because of his passion in it. And you know, it's like, I don't have to be all in like he is, but it was such a fun conversation. And so I told her, I said, yeah, just look at it and being something, you know, you don't have to be all in to support someone. Absolutely. And to support their momentum, their momentum is positive. Get behind it. Push. Yeah. You know, help push. Like, you know, if, if somebody's starting out a journey, get behind them and help them push their momentum. Don't, don't tear them down or don't come up with a thousand reasons why they can't do it. And with that, just to add is if you see people and Quinn and I have had multiple people in our life that we've seen a skill set, and not saying that we have any reason for them being successful, but then there's been people where I've been like, Hey Quinn, this person's so good at this. And he's like, have you told that person? And I was like, well, no. And he's like, I feel like you should just reach out. Or when you see him be like, have you ever thought about doing this? Because you would be amazing at doing it. And I think a lot of times people just need that extra, you know, like support. And I think we are last something to believe. <laughs> yeah. But I think that a lot of times we, um, we can list off everything well, people are doing I, wrong. I think it's our own insecurities that don't, that, that impede us and almost don't allow us to point out why somebody's really good at something. Yeah. And it's, it's the kind of deal that let people know it could not be your thing, but you see it. You could totally suck at it. Yeah. And just be like, dude, you're amazing at this. Like, have you ever thought about doing this support people? It does not have to be your thing. It doesn't. And, and everybody needs like a hype squad or at least one person that you're like, wow, that person thinks I'm really good at this. But a lot of times we just focus on the negativity and that is, you know, it it derails us, you derail other people. And so I think look at that in your actions that you have every single day with people is how can you be more um, to help that momentum and be a force of nature? Yeah. How can you push? How can you add momentum to their lives? Yeah. So guys, we are going to wrap things up. Oh yeah, up. we got movies yeah, to watch. Yeah, we still got to watch Search for Animal Chin and I need to eat my triple zero yogurt with blueberries because I'm I'm freaking starving, Mr. Bigglesworth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and make that happen. But in conclusion, just uh, start, man. Like just start. Get, just start, just man. Just start, bro. I, I love you, man. I love you, man. Yeah, I love no, you. I love you. <laughs> no, just, just start. Like honestly... If you're afraid, scared, yeah, it sucks, dude. It is terrible to get the train going. Like, try doing something new is rough. You're going to have every excuse as why not to do it. But I promise you guys, and my challenge to everybody is, is it in your life, if there's something that's lacking momentum, identify what that is and start working on it. And I promise you, as you do that, 
you're going to see fulfillment. You're going to see things going, but see it through, like understand it's consistency in the long game. Claro, Casey, hermano. <laughs> She's doing that because we are uh, like 16. Well, we're actually 15 hours or 15 days and like, I don't know, 13 hours from yeah. going to Mexico. Yeah. yeah. All I know is we're past the 20 day mark. So yeah. I feel like I might actually live. Yeah. All right. Everybody have a great day. Okay. Stay classy.